What it do, baby? That's a shout out to Kawhi. Come to the Lakers, baby. <laughs> and we're both gonna get bamboozled when he goes to Toronto. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, anyways, welcome back to another episode of Two Nerds One Controller Podcast. My name is Adam. My name is Sunny. Today we are gonna be talking about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Spoilers. Yeah, Spoiler. there is gonna be some spoilers, and we have a lot to say. It's. I thought it was a good movie. What about you? No, oh, I thought it was one of the best. Uh, top five. Yeah. MCU. MCU. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's start this Fourth of July with a bang. Right. Um. So. Sorry to cut you off. No. Um, was there anything that you didn't like about the movie before we get on about all the greatness? I mean, it's hard to nitpick certain scenes from that movie because, in general, that movie was just mind blowing. Craziness, epicness, very entertaining. I guess I feel they reflected more on Tony Stark than they did on Spider-Man itself. I feel like they put a lot of main focus on Tony Stark, whereas it felt like Spider-Man was more of just a secondary hero. Or like a... It felt like more of it was a Spider-Man movie or Spider-Man and Iron Man movie. Rather than it just being just a Spider-Man movie where he gets to do his things on his own. Which I get what they're doing because obviously it is the movie right after Endgame. Especially with Tony Stark dying. So the sense of absence is felt. But I feel like they play too much on reflecting back on Tony. Whereas we didn't see too much of Spider-Man rising. Well, that was my only complaint. I think with that, I had no problem with that. Um, mm-hmm. Reason why is because from all the movies that we saw, from Civil War to Homecoming uh-huh. to Far From oh, and to um, Infinity War, Tony has been Peter's father figure. Yeah, Tony is the one that brought that gave Spider-Man his spider suit, mm-hmm. you know, who's helped Spider-Man grow into the man he was. Mm-hmm. And especially in Homecoming, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like if anybody, if they did it with any movie, Spider-Man was the right movie to do it. Oh, of course. So, yeah, you know, and then like just showing how much of an impact Tony had on yes. Peter's life, it, mm-hmm. didn't, it didn't bother me, you know. Well, one thing, not, not to cut you off, but one thing that I will say is that it's a 50-50 thing for me mm-hmm. because I felt they channeled too much of Tony. Uh-huh. I expected them to reflect back on a lot of Tony Stark and the things that they did show, I would like to clarify that I absolutely loved it. Uh-huh. But I felt we kept going back and back to Tony Stark. Like it always keeps going back to Tony Stark. And that's one of the things that really, it didn't bug me, but it just like, okay, so we have Spider-Man, but yet he's not confident enough. He doesn't feel like he can own up to Tony Stark, which is a good character development. But at the same time, there's only so much that we kept getting thrown at Tony Stark's absence. You gotta that... remember though, he's 16 years old in the movie. Yeah, I get that. So but... I mean, like as a teenager, 
you know, somebody that important to you, a father figure, remember, he yeah. doesn't have his mom and his dad. And he doesn't you know, have Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. And they yes. don't really specify it too much in Homecoming. Well, but yeah, you I mean, know. You, don't, you don't really need to know. I will, how, many times, well, how many times do you need to see yeah. story, you know? Um, but We're talking about you, Batman, Batman versus yeah. Superman. Yes. <laughs> and Batman. And Batman in general. Yes. <laughs> um, but, you know, he hasn't had that father figure since Uncle Ben yeah. died. Uh-huh. And Tony Stark came in and kind of like took over that. Yeah. You know, like, here, I'm your father figure. Mm-hmm. So he had or a his good un- mentor. He had his uncle Ben die. Mm-hmm. He had Tony Stark die. Now. Mm-hmm. You know, you could just imagine. And he's only 16 years old. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine how much, how emotional and how messed up that could get a kid. You know, and, you know, when he felt like he couldn't be the hero, mm-hmm. Stark pushed him to be that hero. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's there now. Mm-hmm. Who's going to push him? Mm-hmm. So that's why I really didn't have a problem. Yeah, but I just want to make the record um, just point blank of what I just feel. Yeah, I do felt they did a lot. I, I felt Tony Stark was too much involved in the movie. Mm-hmm. That's not to say that I didn't like it as well. Yeah. Okay. I felt like what they did in the movie, bringing Tony Stark's presence in, even though he's not physically there, mm-hmm. was beautifully done. We're going to talk about it more because I know you want to talk about the good things. And believe it or not, it there is some sort of good thing that I felt with that that we'll talk about later. Yeah. Just a little foreshadow. So, <laughs> so was there any other bad things that you could think of? <sighs> the length. <laughs> really? Uh, I felt like it was a little too long. Well, it goes into how what I thought was the biggest thing in the movie which was the best thing, but we'll go. That's okay. my first topic. When okay. We're about the good thing. Well, let me just say that I felt like the length was too long, but I blamed the first half because I felt like the first half was very slow until we get to, I mean, we already know, you should already know who Mysterio is. Yes. I think everyone who's listening right now knows who Mysterio is. And to see him as an ally, it yeah. doesn't make sense. So you already should be expecting that there's going to be a big plot twist or something. And that doesn't happen till the middle. Okay, the movie, So yes. I will say like the first half is what kind of like, mm-hmm. let's wrap it up. Come on. Like, well, let's get to the main thing. I could speak on behalf of Marisol. Okay. She has no idea who Mysterio was. Exactly. <laughs> so she was just like, what? <laughs> so... Are you done with the bad thing so I could go on to this thing? Yeah. Okay, so. I'm done nitpicking. <laughs> all right. So, the best thing to me was the turn. Because, <laughs> like you said, that first half was so long, it felt like a whole movie to itself, right? Yes. So, when Nick Fury sat there and said, okay, well, you're going to be an Avenger. We want you to be an Avenger. Uh-huh. This, that, and the other. Uh-huh. I was <laughs> so when they so I forgot what joke Mysterio said to Spider-Man before Spider-Man left that pub. Left the bar. Oh yeah, okay. I forgot, but everybody was laughing and I was pissed. And my and Marty so like looked at me and whatever. Clarify what you what he did, what I, what Spider-Man did. He he gave well after he gave the that's what glasses, starts it. Yeah, he gave the glasses to Mysterio. And the Tony glasses Stark. are Tony Stark's glasses, glasses that specifically were supposed to go to Peter Parker. Yes. But why do, Why does Peter Parker give it to him? Because he feels like he he feels like 
Tony knew he wasn't responsible for that, but he was responsible enough to, to give it to, to someone. The next Tony Stark. Which he still doesn't believe it's him. Yes. All right. There you go. So when Parker leaves that um that pub, mm-hmm. right? Mysterio said something funny. And I don't remember what he said, but mm-hmm. the but our audience was laughing. Oh, yeah. And I, I was seeing. I was pissed because I was like, This isn't Mysterio. No way that they that they turn Mysterio into a good guy. A and friendly, only, lovable. Yes, and the only reason why I believe that was because all like you see Jake Gyllenhaal dressed as Mysterio and Spider and, and Toby um not Toby McGuire, I'm sorry. Tom Holland. Tom Holland dressed as Spider Man walking through children's hospitals and stuff. So they promoted like he was a good guy. Yes. So for a second there, like not even a second, I I remember being pissed. And then Things started going blue. The second, <laughs> the first thing I saw when, when when they went blue, I was like, "Yes!" and I started clapping. <laughs> Marisol looked at me like, "What? What?" and I'm like, "I'll tell you after the movie." <laughs> so then, like, they fooled the hell out of me. Yeah, they fooled the hell out of me, and damn, that was such a good turn because it got me uh-huh. a diehard Spider-Man fan. Uh-huh. Mysterio is probably my top three. Favorite Spider-Man villains. There you I've go. been dying mm-hmm. and dying and dying for a Mysterio movie. I got it and fucking Marvel fooled me. <laughs> God damn it. If you can't sense the excitement in this room, uh, let me tell you, he's really excited. Yes. And to clarify a few things, um, Marisol is his fiance. Yes. So that's who he went to go see it with. Yes. And secondly, what he's talking about is in the scene... Everyone starts laughing in the pub, but then you get like a second type of vanishing where certain people aren't really there, and that's the beginning of the illusions. Yes, you start to realize it's an illusion. Because in my mind, I was like, holy shit. They did that. Here's Mysterio being Mysterio, and you find out that he wasn't even in a fucking pub this in general, yes. he was in this, what is it, like his lab or some shit, or just wherever he's, yeah. just wherever he's hiding out, whatever. And he, he wasn't even like, there was probably about 40, not even 40, probably like 30 people in the pub. And then you find out it's it just narrowed down. Five. Yeah, it was like only 5 to 10 yeah. max people there. Just the way the, man, like. The CGI, know. let's yes, just. Not, not even the CGI, just. The way they made that those illusions was perfect. And my entire thing was like, how the hell are they going to do these illusions? And mm-hmm. then the second that, that those started go- going to illusions, I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Now, mind you, me and Adam had a talk before, and we said that those monsters that Mysterio are fighting were yep. illusions. We knew that. <laughs> exactly. But and I the, called it. But the way Marvel... The way fucking Marvel did this. Oh my god, it was so good. Yeah. As I've stated, you real Spider-Man, if you follow Spider-Man, you obviously know Mysterio is not your ally. He's not your friend. He's he's good at deceiving you, mm-hmm. making things reality when it's not true. It's not really there. So I would like to give a huge props to Jake Gyllenhaal. For probably becoming the best Spider-Man villain we've seen on the big screen. Yes. Because as much as I liked Vulture in Homecoming, as much as I'm going to have a soft spot for Green Goblin. Um, oh, yeah. Um, Jay Franco? Not Jay Franco. Uh, William, Willem Dafoe. Yeah, William Dafoe. 
I I'm gonna have a special you know spot spot for him because those were the movies I grew up with. But by far, hands down, Jake Gyllenhaal knocked it out the park as Mysterio. He did amazing. He was very good at deceiving the audience. Like to to your point, you know, going with someone who doesn't know anything about Mysterio, just a casual moviegoer going yeah. to see Spider-Man film just because it's a huge you know, um, no cultural she, phenomenon. She, I should say she that she went to go see it because I'm. Big yeah, but I'm yeah. talking in general. Jitter, like okay. a lot of people are gonna go see it because it's Spider Man. It's Spider Man. It's another MCU movie. Mm-hmm. People just like to go out and just see an MCU movie on a holiday week. Yeah, like today, like this. Well, we saw it yesterday, but this is Fourth of July. Well, we saw it on the second. Yeah, but as a casual movie goer going in there, seeing Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay, you're thinking, you're seeing the trailer, you're like, oh, so this is a new Spider-Man sidekick or something. Mm-hmm. I can just imagine how many people lost their minds like, in the, what? and this happened right in the middle of the movie. Yes. Okay. I complained that the first half seemed like long, that it could have been like a part one of Far From Home, pretty much. Like it could have been like a two-parter movie or something. Mm-hmm. But when that plot twist happened and people really got to see who Mysterio really is, I personally can say in my theater, there were so many people that were screaming, shouting, and just losing their shit seeing the illusions come to reality. Yeah. Dude, the best part of the movie, the best part of the movie was when Mysterio first fought Spider-Man. Yes. And, and like, the real illusions. Yes. I would say the real illusions oh. because if you've seen the movie, you know what we talk about. It's when the screen, everything, Spider-Man turned like warped into like a black hole type I would yes. describe it cuz it's and, nothing but black around you. And then and then like he goes to where he thinks he's fighting Mysterio but he's not mm-hmm. and then it ends up um um Nick Fury shoots and kills Mysterio mm-hmm. and Nick Fury's like who did you tell who did you tell and he told him who he told and then kind of find out that was an illusion like <laughs> yeah. wait what's an illusion what's not and then he gets hit by a train <laughs> and I'm like that has to be an illusion. No, he was no, he he got fucked. He, he got fucked. Up. But that whole scene itself had me bamboozled because I was like, oh my god, these are illusions. I know this because I've played so many Spider-Man games to see so many illusions in video games. Uh-huh. And the way they made the CGI look so realistic but so cartoonish at the same time. Like it seemed like a dreamscape, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it felt like you were just out of a different reality into something different. There's so many things going on. He's throwing a bunch of like Peter's fears i guess you can say just coming at him at once he doesn't know what's real he thinks he can handle it but he can't i do want to say one of my favorite parts and i'm gonna see it again so i can clarify it more but he's messing with him where he tells him ask about his love interest or he says something about the um what would you do if you saved the person you love or something and he has mj by the throat oh yeah choking her and puts her Hanging off, okay, I will be the first one to say that's a nod to the first Spider-Man movie. I will say that because in the first Spider-Man movie, Green Goblin goes onto the bridge, on top of the bridge, and tells Spider-Man, you can't save them all, Spider-Man. Who are you going to choose? The love of your life? Uh, was that the first Spider-Man? That was the first Spider-Man because it was Green Goblin. And, or, and he picks up a subway or a train That's and it right. has a bunch of kids. 
and he tells him, you choose, and he drops both of them. I feel like that was a nod to the first Spider-Man by the way he was holding MJ, uh-huh. picks her up and says, "What would? how would you save her? He said something like, yeah. how would you save her or something, and lets her go, and she falls, and Spider-Man jumps and dives kind of like similar to the uh-huh. first movie. I just love that. There were so many Easter eggs in that whole um, illusion sequence. Uh-huh. I'm going to see it again because I do want to see more. I know there's more Easter eggs in there that I can't. Oh, I'm definitely going again. That I can't pinpoint, but I know that's one of my biggest takeaways where I was like, fuck, they knocked it out the park. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, outside of the things that I said, because I'm going to be commenting on what I said, was there anything else that you find? There was a scene, and I don't want to say it's going to contradict my previous nitpick, but I did say that there is some goodness in the fact that they keep referring to Tony Stark. Uh Now, just to remind you, I felt like they did it too much, but one of the things I loved that they did, and it honestly brought a tear to my eye, was when he calls Happy because he's just he doesn't know what to do anymore. He already... Um, unintentionally ratted out his friends to Mysterio. So now Mysterio is going to kill MJ, Ned, and um, I don't know who the other girl was. Oh, uh, um, Ned's girlfriend. Yeah, I, I don't um, know her name. I Betty Brant. Okay, Betty, Betty Brant. And if you people don't know who Betty Brant was, mm-hmm. in the very first Spider-Man comics, mm-hmm. she was she worked for J. Jonah Jameson. Mm-hmm. So did Peter Parker. But he um, she was a receptionist to the Daily Bugle. That was Ooh. Peter Parker's first, very first love interest. Really? Was Betty Brant. Yes. Well, there you go. Well, he rat he unintentionally rats out Mysterio, uh, rats out his friends to Mysterio. Uh-huh. So now you're getting the next plot, which is how is he gonna save his friends from Mysterio, knowing that he can't even handle his illusions. Uh-huh. So he called Happy, you know. Asking, what am I supposed to do? I'm not the next Tony Stark. If Tony was here, he'd know what to do, but I don't have no type of guidance. I don't know what I'm doing, this and that. And one of the things Happy said is like, you're not going to be the next Tony Stark. Tony Stark's not even the next Tony. Tony Stark's not even the next Tony Stark. And then he pretty much uh, lifts up his spirits by just saying, be you. Yeah. Spider-Man will know what to do. You know what to do. You just got to believe in yourself. I thought that. He wasn't going to say Tony Stark's not going to be the next Tony Stark. I thought he was going to say Tony Stark didn't even know what he was going to do next. Yes. Or how he was going to. Exactly. Or how he was going to save the world. It just comes naturally. You just know what to do. If you feel like it's right, you're going to go for it. And that scene pretty much starts ending where he was like, I just, I need a, I need a new suit. I need a suit. And he starts going, he was like, you need a new suit? And he goes to the back of the plane, uh-huh. and there's all this, like, I guess you would call it like a suit creator thingy, whatever that Tony Stark usually uses to create his own suits. Uh-huh. And this time, it's Peter Parker becoming his own version of Tony Stark. Yes. And a quick, like, nod to him by using his AI and, you know, his hand devices to do things exactly the way Tony, Tony Stark, Stark would did. do it. Yeah. And as happy... Goes to the he was like, well, I'll, while you're doing that, I'll put on the music and he and plays like a, the very first um, mm-hmm. song from Iron Man. Yep, yep. And wasn't it ACDC song? I think so. Okay, it was. I can't think of it right now, but just that moment. Yes, it, it brought a tear to my eye because 
that's one of the things that they did do well, uh-huh. which is, yeah, they may have done too much references to Tony Stark, but the good thing is that he may be dead to everyone. His presence will still be there. So, his presence will still be in the MCU. And one of the things that he that he did was Happy looks at Peter, and Peter's all, like, he's getting all super excited, designing his own suit, yeah. talking to his, you know, it wouldn't be Edith, would it? No, it wouldn't. It, yeah, it was. Did, did he get his glasses? No, 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 no. It wasn't Edith. It was another yeah. AI. It's, we'll just say it's another AI thing that is in the plane. But he's all excited talking about, wow, you know, oh, I want to add, like, these, yeah. like, web shooters, these taser things. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, well, in general, he's getting excited about creating his own suit now. And Happy's just looking at him smiling, and he's like, what? Or he's like, why are you laughing? Or what's so yeah. funny? And Happy just goes, nothing. But everyone just knows, like, dude, yeah. you may not feel like you're the next Tony Stark, but you but are. You are. Yeah. Or Tony Stark is in you, dude. <laughs> so can we say this? At the beginning of the uh, movie, after the credits rolled and everything, and it said Marvel, it said In Memoriam 2. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, I'm going to cry already? <laughs> I was like, not right now. Because I thought it was going to say Stan Lee. And then it oh, said, yeah. Tony Stark. Cat, oh, I started laughing. Body so looked at me like, what? And I'm like, thought it was Stan Lee. <laughs> I was I getting thought, really, I was getting Honestly, <laughs> I thought it was going to be about a Stan Lee thing too. But I feel like that was so cool because it does um, reference the first Homecoming movie where it says a short film by Peter Parker. It's like a corny beginning uh-huh. sequence. So I was kind of glad that they kept that too to make it. Like I'm glad lower the blow. You I'm know what glad I mean? it was a Stan Lee until after the movie mm-hmm. because I thought at the beginning of the movie I was like, God damn, I'm gonna say Emma Brown too. And it took a while for them to show mm-hmm. Tony Stark exactly. And I was like, fuck. But also, um, I want to ask you something. Did you see? I know Stan Lee didn't record. Yeah, didn't record any um, cameos in it. Uh, well, because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm wondering if they did reference him at some point in the movie. That's one no. of the reasons why I want to see it. The only reason why I say that is because if you follow the Marvel Netflix series, uh-huh. okay, Stanley is still in it, even though he's not physically in there. Uh-huh. They do make cameos of him. I don't know if it was Jessica Jones or Luke Cage. It was most likely between those two series. It could be Daredevil, too. I know it wasn't in Iron Fist or Punisher, but there's a scene. I want to say Jessica Jones because she's either coming out of jail or she's coming out of something. And she's walking past the lieutenant's desk. And there's a bunch of photo frames of, uh-huh. um, like, I don't know what you would call them, like, like memorable cops or something. Stanley's and Stanley's pic- picture is there. So I don't know if they did something like that in Far From Home. And I think that would be cool if they did it to kind of continue on that legacy. I don't know. Yeah. I would have to look at the movie. I'm That's one of the things that I want to see because there's so many Easter eggs that I missed. Was he in um, Endgame? Yes, he was. Okay, so from my understanding is he did six cameos. It was Infinity War. I believe it was Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. It was Endgame. Mm-hmm. And there's three more cameos that they have of Stanley, not used. So we, we can't knock it out yet. Well, no, like he wasn't. I, I know he wasn't in Spider Man. He filmed three. Yeah, other before Spider Man. 
Well, right. it was even before Infinity War. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, we know he filmed those cameos, but we know he's not physically in oh, yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. But I do feel like if the Marvel Netflix series were to do that, like, show a picture of him or show, like, little things to kind of show that he has a cameo in there, uh-huh. I'm wondering if they did it in Far From Home. I don't know. Um, but I am glad that at the end it was Stanley and Steve Ditko. Yes. I'm glad that they put Steve Ditko's name in there. Because, Give him credit. Yes, because if I'm not mistaken, Stanley had one vision of Spider Man and Ditko said no. He wants him like this. Like nobody will believe it like 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 Stanley's way. Mm-hmm. So Stanley and Ditko worked together and made the Spider Man that we know of today. Mm-hmm. Um I believe it was Dit um Ditko's um um like it was his thing to sit there and say Parker's a nerd, uh-huh. Parker's this, Parker's that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I do know that Ditko did tell um Stanley, like, no, like we're gonna do it this yeah. way. Uh-huh. Um, but I am glad that he gets an honorable mention as yes. well with Stanley, yes. and it's very deserving, very well put together. And honestly, my theater was clapping the hell yeah. seeing their name, which is what I loved. Yeah, my theater was kind of quiet. I was like the only one clapping. <gasps> Where's yes. I saw it at uh, AMC, the upstairs dining. Okay, at seven p.m. Yeah, uh, me and my friend went to go see it at ten p.m. And I was first. I was surprised to see how packed it was because oh, it was, no, it was really, really packed. It was really packed. I mean, well, Monday, the day before, it wasn't packed. Or like there was still a lot of seats, but now it's just like. Uh-huh. But I, I do want to give a quick nod to the person that dressed up as Spider Man in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I was getting towards because you know at the end of the movie. Uh, everyone was getting ready to bounce, and I saw Spider-Man walk up, and I was like, what? I'm so mad I didn't take a picture. That's one of my drawbacks. Did, where'd you go see it at? Uh, um, AMC Marina Marketplace. Uh, okay, next. Um, from now on, I think I'm going to go see all my comic book movies. Oh, there's a lot ones. of... Um, I think I'm going to go to Century City. Oh, yeah, Century City I has like, a lot of them. I like yeah. Century City. But anyways, um, last thing we want to talk about is, I mean, before we get to that one, the end, end credit scene with Samuel L. Jackson, what do you think? It's obviously supposed to lead into the next um, oh, the, the, phase. Well, I was going to say the next phase into uh-huh. the MCU. Well, how he gets the new Avengers, basically. Okay, well, now we know. Are you talking about the final end credit scene? Yes. yes. The second one. Yes, not the okay. first one. Okay, well, now you figure out that Nick Fury wasn't even in the movie the whole time, yes. that it was Scrolls. Uh huh. Okay. I'm mad that I didn't catch on to that because there was a scene in the beginning where Nick Fury does interact with Peter Parker for the first time. And Peter Parker says, I'm not made for this job. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not the hero you need. Uh Where's Thor at? And he's like, well, he's with the Guardians of the Galaxy. No, he didn't. He said he's in another role. No, he said he's with the Guardians. Double check that. I am 100% sure he said he's not in this role. He said that? Yeah, something about not in this world or in another world. He never said they didn't name drop Guardians yet. I'm pretty sure he's I'm a thousand percent sure. Well, we'll fact check that. Yeah. But then they asked, where's Doctor Strange? And they said, what did they say? Like, we don't know? Or yeah. they, in other words, they said no comment pretty much yeah, was like what you they, would put it down. They didn't know where any of these heroes were. Okay. But then he says, well, get Captain Marvel. And you saw Nick Fury's attitude 
switch off like that. Don't like talk. he was like, don't talk to, don't mention her at all, or don't, don't you know, talk about her like that. Yeah, or something. It's something like yeah. very on the defensive line. And I was like, okay. Well, like, did you see Captain Marvel? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think that's justified because I mean, like they were all, they were close. They were close, but the way Nick Fury was throughout the movie, the way he snapped, he shouldn't have snapped in general. Yeah. First of all, that's why I was like, okay, you're a little bit too protective of Captain Marvel like that. Mm-hmm. I know your relationship, but you're a little too protective. But at the same time, the way Nick Fury acted throughout the movie was not Nick Fury-like. It yeah. seemed like he was too comedic or too, like, giddy, I guess you would say. I don't think so. I think he was, no. You don't think so? Yeah, because he was, like, he was getting ready he to shoot. He seemed like he, he was okay, getting ready to shoot down. But come on now, you mean to tell me that he didn't know... Mysterio was fucking with him this whole time. Nick Fury is the type of person that always has a backup plan for every single thing. He's always one step ahead. Like he knows when he's being played. He has to like backup. I would say like backup plans in case he is yeah, being fucked I mean, with. I don't know. But then it's kind of hard because when Happy said that coded message to Nick Fury in the movie, like he knew what it was right off the bat. Yeah. So okay. Well, anyways, you find out that um, that he wasn't he was in the movie a, the whole time. He was on a scroll ship. Yes, he was, and he was in space, and obviously that's gonna lead up into phase four of the MCU. Which, if I would put a gamble on it, it's gonna be a cosmic phase where well, cosmic. They they're gonna be just in space in general. They announced the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, don't know anything about them. Mm-hmm. I do want. I do hope they get the Nova Corp and get actual Nova. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'm hoping for that. But also, um, I hope that this leads into Sword. You know what Sword is? It's mm-hmm. pretty much, um, like I wouldn't call it their Avengers, but it would be. Like, in other words, they're protecting the um world or Earth from outer space or like oh, other okay. um. Intergalactic threats, I should uh-huh. say. So it's like a like their own team base. Um, hopefully they could they could do something and bring in the Inhumans because mm-hmm. I like the Inhumans. I mean, I hated the TV show. Yeah, but the comics that we're not good. gonna talk about. Yes. <laughs> I didn't even watch it. That's how bad I, I saw did. one episode. And I was like, I'm done. Uh, um, I mean, but I like the comics, and the comics were pretty good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. All right. So now to the main end credits. I think this end credit scene should have been the last one. This end credit scene that we're about to talk about is the end credit scene that everyone talks about more oh, than Twitter, the one yes. that was supposed so, to be the big I'll drawback. I'll go scene by scene. At the end of the movie, Peter Parker and Mary Jane, they go swinging around and you see Mary Jane all scared. So then in the end credit scene, it starts off where Peter Parker stops and he drops Mary Jane off on like a corner street or something. Her hair is all wild up and stuff. You know, everybody's laughing. She goes, I'm never doing that again. And he's like, all right, basically, all right, see you, bye. And then um, you get from a reporter from, I forget what country he was from, but he's on, he's on the big screen and he's like, these were the final moments of Mysterio. And Mysterio's team got a hold of a cell phone and rearranged everything to make it look like Spider-Man put out an all-out invasion on whatever city they were in. And he was, um, and he killed Mysterio before. And Mysterio was the one that was trying to stop Spider-Man from killing everybody and making that big old invasion. Uh-huh. 
And at the end of it, J.K. Simmons, as J. Jonah Jameson, comes out and starts talking crap about Spider-Man, which was <laughs> everybody was like, as soon as he popped in, I was like, like that's the one time the crowd got uh, excited. Oh, yes. 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 That was probably the best Easter egg. It's not even that. It's just he was – wasn't he um, Commissioner Gordon in the Batman v Superman movie? I don't know. I think he was – he was some <coughs> – or in Justice League, he was something. Like, like I forget, but he was a character in the Justice League movie. Uh-huh. And to see him back in a Spider-Man movie, like nobody else fits that character perfect than J.K. Simmons. It's just – and – um, I'm not mistaken. They did use Daily Bugle, right? Yes. Okay, but we didn't even finish there. Okay, J.K. Simmons or J. Jonah Jameson mm-hmm. came out and announced Spider-Man was Peter Parker. Revealed and his identity. They put a picture of him out there. And just to end it, he goes, "What the?" And ends it just the same exact way how Homecoming, Homecoming ended. ended. So. What do you think happens next for Peter? <sighs> That's where I felt like I didn't like. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know what more you can do now that everyone knows your identity. You can play it off like, that's not me. I don't like know. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? You know what I mean? I feel like that's just, uh, to me, it's like a corny, that's a... I think it was a good ending. You, I felt like everything was going perfect until that ending. I hope they bring in the Green Goblin. You think that's where they're leaning on? <coughs> yeah, I mean... Well, I, I, obviously, I think, that cliffhanger is going to be what the next Spider-Man is going to be about. I, after, after that... After that part, I went on the on the internet oh try to find something that relates to that comic book. Nothing. And that's what makes it so damn good. It's because the people who read the comic books could sit there and say, Oh, well, this is gonna happen and this is gonna happen, you know, blah 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 blah. Like how they were theorizing mm-hmm. about the infinity stones, how they were mm-hmm. theorizing about endgame. Yeah. You have no idea what's going to happen next. No, it, and that's the thing. That's why I think maybe I just didn't like it because when you have a conclusion like that, uh-huh. that type of cliffhanger where everyone now knows who Spider-Man is, okay, his identity's out. Uh-huh. What do you do? I feel like that's maybe I don't like it because a storyline like that will most likely be an end to the Spider-Man well, that we know. You know what I mean? Or, like, the Spider-Man movies in general. Like, it feels like it's leading up to a conclusion. Because what more can you do now that everyone knows well, your identity? You know that they are making Venom 2. Yes. They are making a Morbius movie. Yes. They're making another villain movie. All I know so far is Morbius. I don't know any oh, other. Oh, Craven the Hunter. I... Are you sure? Yes, they are. Okay. So... You're thinking they, the S sinister, word? Sinister Six. Okay, I'm thinking they're that gonna, too. <laughs> and they're going to do it better. Was the Sinister Six? No, they weren't. They were teasing the Sinister, sinister Six and the Amazing Spider-Man 2. 
got but off never of, got off a fucking movie. Oh, amazing! The, the, the amazing. No, 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 but two. Yes. Two. Okay, I agree. Because I want to say the first Amazing Spider-Man was, was decent. decent. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> because I didn't see it in the theater. Because I was like, I do not need to see it. But I actually like that one. But yeah, um, they teased it in the second one. Yes. Never got it. Um, they also teased Mary Jane too, and I'm sad they didn't do it neither. Yes. Um, also, Woodley would have been a good Um. Anyways, um. So, I mean. You have Mysterio, mm-hmm. which died, but I mean, you never know. It could it, be. It could it's be the illusion. MCU. Honestly, nobody's dead. Nobody's dead. I would even put a gamble that Tony's not even dead. So you got um, Mysterio. Mysterio. You got Morbius. You got Morbius. Craven the Hunter. Mm-hmm. You got um, the Vulture. Mm-hmm. And then in the prison, you had Scorpion. Scorpion. And then you had the Prowler, which was uh, Danny Glover. Yeah, he could be a six one, or they could enter somebody else. Yeah, um, you never know. Uh, maybe the Green Goblin could come out and been, you know, could take care of all these people. You don't know who that six person. Well, I mean, be. they also showed in the Homecoming. Be. They even referenced Shocker, even though well, they killed so many Shockers yeah. in general. But I mean, Shocker is really not that big to be in. Yeah, well, I'm just saying if they're if they if in Homecoming they showed already villains that like villains come and go in the series. In other words, uh-huh. what I'm trying to say, like they just announce them even though they could die quickly. Yeah, the fact that they're already bringing more villains in for even if it's a short amount of time can tell you that they can do anything they want with the Sinister so, Six. So what if that Sinister Six is Carnage and it teams up with Venom and uh, <sighs> Spider-Man? Let me just say as much as I loved the end. That end credit scene, okay? Uh-huh. The first one. The one with, um, yeah. I wish they were to, I was secretly hoping Venom was going to make an appearance. Me too. I, and I, I wouldn't or say to let down, not, not, not so much Venom, but just have Tom Hardy just walk by walk or something. In, or just like a quick, I think it would have been so cool if. The minute Mary Jane was like, okay, we're not doing that again. Don't be swinging me around all over places, this and that. And then you just see someone just walk, like, right by, like, just, like, walk right past them or something. And it, you can, like, you can just tell it's Eddie Brock. Yeah. I would have, that would have been it for me. Yeah. That, that would have been probably the best way to end an end credit scene like that. But I am a little just, I was hoping that we would get some type of Venom action, which I'm still a little surprised that they haven't done it. Yeah. Well, that's that was my thoughts. <sighs> Honestly, if you haven't seen it yet, why are you even listening? <laughs> yes, go watch it. Go watch it. That's one of the things you have to do this week. Please watch it. And I want to hear your thoughts of what could be leading into the MCU. There's so many possibilities now. Yes. Especially Spider-Man. Because, like I said, that ending, I don't know what more you can do to it. Yeah. Um... Before we go, maybe in a couple of weeks or something, we'll rank our top five or ten MCU movies or top ten comic book movies in a couple of weeks or so. I mean, we don't know yet, but yeah. thank you for listening. Mm-hmm. I'm Sunny. You can follow me at SunnyP1986. My name is Adam. You can follow me on Twitter at WhatUpAdam, W-A-D-D-U-P, Adam. And also, you can follow the podcast at TNOC Podcast at TNOC podcast. Yeah, I don't know where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. One. He's tired. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. See and you. See you next week. What to do, baby? Peace.